0: You are, but my name's Liam Neeson. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. BoxofGimmicks.com with new items each week. It's the official store of what happened when. Something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life, or a little something for yourself. And buy Patreon.com WHWMonday. That's Patreon.com forward slash WHWMonday. Want to be a low-key big hog or a glass-bottom boat rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express or the Slap Dick Nation? Join Comrade Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by... LoisRules.com Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When Right Now And by Grillin' Jr. And WHW Live Join good old JR And Tony Schiavone As they are joined on stage by Conrad Thompson Live at Zanies in Nashville This Wednesday November 13th, Right after AEW Dynamite Live In the Music City Doors open at 10.30 And the show starts at 11pm Sharp Don't be late. For tickets and more information, go to supershowlive.com. And you better do it fast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
1: Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. For arcade, six oh five NWA TV title cage and army duckbog house stampede, Flair and Horseman Garvin bogey Magnum Dusty Express tag team Turner bought in mid south Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and friends thought they win. Look, Savini's back again. World title split off
2: center stage. bishop. Disney Hogan and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow, Under Rosa. RKG, Minnie Max, Simulcast Tony's back
1: with Conrad, not your classy podcast Watch along, try not to laugh, Lowest Rules, cat back This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's a good-looking man Quad-like Bill, make a chair
2: It's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to what happened to with Tony Schiavone on the mighty Westwood one. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? What happened when Conrad Thompson survived another star cast? huh? Can you believe it? Good man, dude. I, uh, I can't thank everybody enough for coming out and supporting us. This was my fourth crazy event like this. We of course are just now wrapping it up from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, such a rich wrestling history town, and man, we had a lot of firsts. We had, uh, Jim Crockett in his first appearance. We had Sting with the red, white, and blue American flag face paint for the first time since 1990. I mean, just a real, a really cool, fun, lots of first events. I don't think the great mood has ever done a Q and a sort of thing. Like he did either. It's just yeah. a lot of firsts, but maybe nothing better. Then your birthday celebration on Thursday night, I know you had, uh, quite the time.
1: I did. And I'm not, I'm not overstating, you know, uh, Tony Schiavone, at least the WCW Tony Schiavone oversold things overhyped things. I'm not overselling this when I say it was one of the biggest nights of my
2: life. Well, that makes me feel good, man. I'm glad you had fun.
1: I, I do. And thank you very much. Lois walking through there. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely floored me.
2: Yeah, lots Jeff. lots of wrestling personalities on hand. Of course, our band of misfits, uh, including Cassio Kid and Dave Silva, and a couple of your your cheerins, Matt and Chris Shivani. Uh, but then we had lots of other folks stop by through, stop by as well. We had David and Jim Crockett, which was cool. We had um, uh, MJF. Unfortunately, decided to stop by. Jeff Jones stopped by. Great friend of the show. Eric Bischoff was there. Jim Ross was there. Raphael Morphy was there. Tony Khan of all people was there, but the biggest surprise of all Lois Shivani.
1: Yeah. Just absolutely floored me. I, um, uh, I'm not the, I'm not the one and you can, I don't know if, uh, my kids ever told you this. We just never celebrate my birthday. Never. Well, I shouldn't say never on my 60th birthday. I went out to dinner with the kids. Yeah, I remember that. But we don't do anything. We, We really don't. It's just I'm not a celebration birthday guy. So this really was my first ever birthday party of my life. And because it was with the friends I care for so much, starting with you and our band of misfits and members of my family and people who I've worked with and people who I care about that that made it special and a lot of the low-key big hogs were there and a lot of the fans just being so nice and of course to top it all off it was at the greatest restaurant in the world jimmy's famous seafood
2: yeah it's really hard to argue i mean jimmy's is like legit isn't even the word i mean I, I we had such a delightful time there and i don't think it would have been nearly the same if it was anywhere else if you're in the baltimore area or you ever find yourself there you've absolutely positively got to go check it out you've got to go see john and All the great folks there at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. We did so many events there. We did the watch along there for the actual pay-per-view. And Jericho had his uh, private after party there with uh, the AEW staff. And we had your birthday party. And we had a brunch and a cosplay contest. And it was just uh, it was the place to be this weekend, man.
1: It was the place to be. And and I do want to say a very special thank you uh, to our buddy Jason Hisley. Because Jake, uh, Jason, and his cake by Jason uh, was really one of the hits of the night, and uh, you can go to cakebyjason.com because they have always been voted on as the having the best cupcakes in Baltimore, and they made our cakes for that event. So thank you very much, Jason, for doing that.
2: Yeah, it was phenomenal, and uh, we did a little bit of a low-key roast. We had Dan Saint Germain hosting things, and. Scott Hudson said a few words and Mark Madden said a few words and Medusa sang a little bit to you. And Jr. said a few words. Of course, Cassie, kid was there to make us laugh, but man, uh, the Mark Madden bit. Woo. That was, that was yeah. talked about quite a bit this weekend. Yeah, it was. Well, Mark Madden is Mark Madden. That's what you get. Right. I guess I'll tell you this, uh, you know, I thought Dan St. Germain was going to be the guy who made things awkward and don't get me wrong. He had some stone cold killers, but my goodness, Mark Madden.
1: Yeah, there it is. Well, that's Mark. So
2: let me assure you of one thing. You may see a lot of folks coming and going behind that, that microphone and AEW. Uh, Mark Madden will probably never be one of them. I feel pretty good about making that prediction too.
1: I I you that you can bank on that one, buddy. You can bank on that one. Well, we had a free time, and thank you again.
2: No, thank you, man. Listen, if you missed anything that happened at Starcast over the weekend, uh, I highly recommend you check it out at StarcastOnFight.com. I was told this was our best set of panels yet. Uh, I heard that the uh, Ron Simmons one and the Crockett one were were sleepers. The Taylor Williamson Starcast Talk Show I was told was the funniest segment we've ever done. Uh, there was so much history coming across that stage. You know, it's uh, it's something else, especially if you're a fan of AEW. You had Excalibur sitting down with the Young Bucks, getting way in the weeds on their career. Sort of the same thing with the Rhodes family and Kenny McIntosh. Uh, just one big panel after another, and perhaps one of the biggest stars of them all, especially on the heels this past weekend, John Moxley. Come on, sitting down with uh, our, our friend JR, just unbelievable go check it out Starcastonfight.com. and without further ado man let's fire up clash of the champions 25 let's get in our way back machine this past sunday was the 26 year anniversary of this show and it is a loaded card top to bottom i'm ready to get into it tony you ready to do a countdown let's get the show on the road baby should we do a countdown right now i mean
1: uh that means i've got to bring lois in again right i thought you liked bringing her in uh, i i well she's really getting uh she's really feeling full of herself since the birthday party How and, so? I, and i and I, I wondered if before we bring her in if i should talk about blue chew now or wait later
2: well it depends i mean for your birthday did she uh did she let you have any nappy dugout? out well uh, that's kind of a uh
1: kind of a private thing, isn't it?
2: Sweet no, Elizabeth not here on the show. No. On the show? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Oh, well, congratulations, man. Thank you. I know that's pretty rare dear for you. Rare dear for you over there. It's usually something you got to... It ain't Christmas, get off of me. Type of deal.
1: <laughs> it ain't Christmas, get off of me. Yeah, that's right. Uh And I didn't expect... I didn't expect to get any. Sure. Because, you know, I'm just gonna go back, to the hotel, get up early in the morning, run back to Athens, set up a football broadcast. But then Lois showed up and I thought, you know what? Now's a good time to pop the old Bluetooth. Get a little stank on your hang low. That's it. Because it only takes a few minutes to connect with a Bluetooth affiliated physician. And it only takes a few minutes to connect with showing, baby. Showing. The first chewables, the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Can work faster than pills, up to twice as fast. Gives you confidence in bed every time. Even gives old fucks confidence like me in bed every time. And I mean old fucks at 62. Chew it and do it. So it was a
2: great blue chew night. Thank you very much, Conrad. I heard, um... I heard that you got a special offer for some of our listeners.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, before I give you the special offer, when I pulled the blue chew out and was popping them. You were thinking about Medusa, tell the truth. Well, Lois said, why did you bring those with you when you didn't know I was coming? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit was right. I said, they just happened to be in my briefcase. I I didn't realize it samples, it, but they, baby, from work. Come on. That's right. happened. I just I i was happy. you I just yeah I, was, yeah I was going for uh I was going for some Tylenol because I knew I would have some pains and I wanted to loosen up limber up and there they were. So we got a great deal for you guys. Uh hope you don't get in as much trouble as I did. Visit blue and get your first order free. rate When you use promo code WHW, just pay five bucks shipping. That's B-L-U-E- chew.com promo code WHW chew it and do it like the shumani's did Thursday night
0: ah. wow.
1: I'm so happy
2: for you thank you well birthday parties getting laid my god I'm just I'm, I'm that's, that's, I, I mean I don't know about you but I, I, I credit me for all of this
1: yeah you, you're the man
2: <laughs> I was just fucking it's around ha-
1: yeah as Charles Dickens wrote, Mr. he's the Mr. Scrooge. He's the founder of the feast.
2: Yes, you are. Thank I don't even you, know Richard. what that means, but cool.
1: Okay. So anyway, with that in mind, I've probably said too much. Let's bring in the love of my life, Lois Schiavone. Don't you ever discuss our private life on a podcast again. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Three, two,
0: one, play.
1: Rick Rude and Ric Flair and Sting and Lord Stephen Regal and Vader and Johnny B. Bad and the Nasty Boys. What can this mean, Conrad? Every major title is on the line tonight.
2: I'm pretty excited about this. The WCW... Uh, international title is what you're going to see. Rick rude defending, uh, but the world title is going to be online with Vader and flair. Uh, how about Johnny B bads in this one? We got to see him over the weekend. The nasty boys are going to be teaming up, believe it or not, against Davey boy and sting. Uh, we've also got the natural Dustin Rhodes taking on Paul Orndorf, which should be good. How about this for uh, a sleeper of a match? We've got Steve Austin working with Brian Pillman. What a cool card this was, especially in 1993. I mean, you look at this talent and dude, it is just one hall of famer after another. It was, it was a great
1: clash of the champions on paper. It was a great venue. St. Petersburg, Florida, the Bayfront center, which has always been, I don't know if that is still there or not. I was thinking about this, uh, earlier when I was uh, looking over the show, I don't know if that building is still there, but that would be a great AEW building.
2: Uh, not only would it be, it has been, you guys already ran it. You should pay more attention to your company. They did. Yeah. It was a show called fighter fest.
1: That was Bayfront center. Yeah. I thought that was Daytona beach. You don't know shit. Okay. So I don't know shit, but I got a fantastic night here coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen here from the Bayfront center in St. Petersburg. I mean, Gene Oakland, they put me on the heap. A long time ago, but you can talk about it by calling the WCW hotline 1-900-909-9900. Here's the multiple choice we have for you. A, did Tony last 30 minutes with Lois? B, did Tony last 10 minutes with Lois? C, did Tony last five minutes with Lois? Or D, did Tony only go 30 seconds when he finally saw some cooter for the first time in a year? 1-900-909-9900. Kids get your parents permission before you call and listen to geriatric sex. That's right. The WCW wrestling hotline vote tonight. Let's go to the ring.
2: By the way, you didn't put up nearly big enough fight for me on that AEW building fight. I didn't No, because you're exactly right. Bayfront center has been destroyed for like 15 years or something. It was in Daytona.
1: Well, I just, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You're my friend. I'm not gonna make you sound bad. You can make me sound bad. That's right, Shivani. Well, I like that suit on me, don't you? No. You don't like that suit on me? No. Jesus, criminy! I guess you like that stupid ass jacket Jesse Ventura's got. Oh, 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 oh. Let me say this. Somebody commented on my earrings. In the last show we did in Charlotte that said I was just like Jesse Ventura trying to be cool when he used to have that little ponytail in the back that I had those earrings on trying to be cool. And? I don't think I'm trying to be cool. I just like wearing earrings.
2: Do you think you're cool Is the question? Oh, do I think I'm cool? Uh, no. Do you know you're sexy? Do you think you have a look that drives the girls wild?
1: Uh, I hope not.
2: Uh, give everybody the time code. Tony, tell everybody where we are. I'm watching Rick rude. Walk out
1: three 50 one, two, three, four. You just walk by the camera dissolve to the Michael buffer shot. Eight, nine, four minutes into the show. You know, one of the things I liked about the clash of the champions. What's that? It wasn't a three and a half hour or a three hour piece of shit. It was two hours.
2: Yeah. This, this show, uh, you know, with, without the commercials, one hour, 31 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I, I know, of course I was, I did
1: not uh, attend full gear, but I do know that full gear went way over three hours.
2: Didn't take long for you to get right back into Shivani, did it? What do you mean? You know.
1: Oh, because I didn't show up for yeah. full gear.
2: Yeah, no show and work already.
1: Oh, it's not a no show. I'm not Taylor Stevenson or Williamson.
2: Yeah, even even better. Let's just call him Stevenson.
1: Yeah, I'm not Taylor Stevenson Williamson. I do when I'm booked show up.
2: Uh but uh I just I had wow. This is going to be good. I feel like we should mention we're oh. on the heels of couple of major stories in WCW in this era, the biggest of which is the Arn Anderson, Sid Vicious stabbing, uh, from the end of October. So just a couple of weeks prior to this, some shit was going down.
1: Have you and Arn talked about that on the podcast yet?
2: Not yet, but we're going to. Okay.
1: That's going to be a must listen. You think? Oh Yeah. That's going to be a must listen because Arne Anderson is probably very, very fortunate. He's not in prison in Europe somewhere.
2: Or, you know, dead or dead. Right. I mean, I've T- never been stabbed. Uh, no, I haven't either. I have, I have it on good authority though. If I was to get stabbed, they wouldn't hit shit. I really need
1: <laughs> shit. I really need. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty uh, Minnesota tough guy match here, wouldn't you think?
2: I would have never in a million years guessed that Rick Reed was taller than Hawk. Oh, I know. You think he had lifts in?
1: No, don't think so.
2: Who would you have been more likely to fuck with? You gotta fuck oh. with one of them. You' gonna fuck with Hawk. you gonna fuck with rude.
1: Uh, as a backstage knowing both guys?
2: You're at a bar. Okay. And somebody puts a gun in your head and says, pick a fight with Rick rude or Hawk or you die. Okay. You, you got to pick right. a fight. Who is it? be?
1: Okay. C- can I, uh, qualify this? Oh. Can I, can I say, okay, it's I'm Tony Schiavone and they know t- Tony Schiavone or I'm a stranger. You're a stranger. Okay. I'm a stranger. Uh, I think I'd pick a fight with Rick rude.
2: Well, if you're Tony Schiavone, you'd pick a fight with Hawk.
1: That's right, because he and I were always good buddies. And he would probably just smile and say, lay it in. And then I'd lay it in and we'd laugh it off. And
2: And if you're looking to lay it in and laugh it off, (laughs) go to Bluetooth.com. Use our promo code. (laughs) This is a very interesting booking here. This show, even though it's... Littered with stars only gets a 24.4% thumbs up in the wrestling observer reader poll. Wow. 62 and percent thumbs down 13.2% thumbs in the middle. And, uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated by that. If I'm honest with you,
1: this wasn't a, uh, this wasn't a good time, uh, to be Tony Schiavone. Cause J R had left. He had gone to the WWE. And, uh, I was, uh, I was suffering the wrath of many fans because JR had left. So I was just trying to do my work. And of course, as it, as it all came about, you know, he became the voice of the WWE and I was on the other side. So it kind of worked out for both of us really. And, and now we're together on AEW past Saturday.
2: I was really hoping you were going to say, you know, there's really never been a good time to be Tony Schiavone.
1: (laughs) Well, now's a great time to be Tony Schiavone because I discovered Conrad Thompson. Well, they are, they are, they are really milking this test of strength. Thank Thank God. They finally got to some slugging here.
2: By the way, Meltzer would say if this is a world title and that seems to change daily, then this may have been the worst world title match on a major show in history. Hawk was wrestling with a blown out knee and couldn't do anything, which is why the action was the way that it was. But the match had a horrible finish too, with no psychology and no action. Negative two stars. Wow. I would, I wouldn't have,
1: I wouldn't have given it negative two stars only because it tells me a lot that Hawk would even get in there with a blown knee.
2: Check this out. uh, There's 6,000 fans in the stands. Yeah. Only seventeen hundred of them paid. Whoa! All the children were let in for free, and the ha- the house is just seventeen grand. Wow. Meltzer would say this was another rush job, due to an overbooked show with seven matches planned across two hours. Another weekly book show to predictable and uncreative, mainly screw job endings and numerous complaints, because the only wrestlers who got to score clean pins on the entire show were related to the booker. And overall, a major thumbs down in my book generally due to below par work rate with the exception of two matches. It's even more disappointing on one level because on paper, the show looked very strong. It was disappointing on a second level because of the lineup headline by the first nationally promoted Flair Vader match for WCW only drew a 3.3 rating. This is worth mentioning. This is happening in November, just one month prior to star K 93. So Starcade 93, as we know, was originally supposed to be, um, Sid and Vader, right? Of course, after all the stabbings, I have to call an audible,
1: but it ended up becoming a great Starcade, as we
2: know. Oh, it was tremendous. Tony, give her by the time code tell them where we are. Okay. Rick Root is
1: climbing up on the top turnbuckle right now. It's at 10 58 59 11 minutes here. He's diving off. And gets kicked at
2: 11.02. That's our number one piece of feedback online, by the way. What, they, they need time codes? We need more time codes. Okay, good. Then I'll be
1: more than glad to hit you up. I'll but be more than glad to time code your ass up, man. It's what I'd like
2: to do. The dark match here was Tex Lassenger and Shanghai Pierce beating Mark Starr and Frankie Lancaster in a one-star dark match.
1: Well, they went on to be the Godwins, as we know, and I can't remember Mark Starr and Frankie Lancaster to save my life.
2: Mark Sorry. Starr, you, you would know if you saw. Okay. I'm I'm sure I would. He had a real good mullet, but we lost him like, I don't know, five or six years ago. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, is
1: that a count out? Is that over?
2: It's a double count out. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: shitty finishes will destroy your show, won't it? So we're in the Eric Bischoff era right now.
2: No. No, I mean, yeah, he's probably running shit, but Dusty's booking.
1: We are in the the triple-headed monster era of
2: WCW, right? With all the booking committees and whatnot.
1: Well, Ole, Sharon Sadello, and Mm. Eric. Before Mm. Eric took over the company, maybe, at that
2: time. I like that you said triple-headed. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're like, I don't know, however many minutes into the show. I'm, yeah. re- I'm ready for it. Go ahead. Hit me with it. What am I supposed to hit you with? LSU beat Alabama.
1: Oh, I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna talk about that. I wouldn't go to. We're back. Time code. twelve fifty one, fifty two, fifty three. 52, 53. Uh, I didn't see that much of that match on <laughs> that match. <laughs> I didn't see much of that, uh. Of that game, I saw some of the highlights. But uh LSU's pretty damn good, Conrad.
2: Here comes the equalizer. He's gonna be <laughs> taking on your great friend. The Shock Master.
1: Well boy, this is this this match is gonna be exciting. Equalizer and Shockmaster. Can I ask the the magic question? Who booked this shit?
2: Well, the American dream dusty roads did Meltzer would write equalizer. Couldn't even run the ropes. At least it was short. This show sure started off strong. Negative one star.
1: Wow. So we got a negative two stars and negative one star to start this.
2: We should just fucking quit while we're ahead. Uncle Fred. Oh,
1: well, he certainly tried. God bless him.
2: We had him at Starcast busting through a wall. You got to, he had the robe, he had the helmet, and you got to get your picture made with him, and it looks like you were busting through the wall.
1: Oh. Oh,
2: Robocop was there. You would have loved that shit.
1: I saw the Yete was there too. Yep. Yeah. I heard my uh my daughter in law Jackie was on uh, Robocop Patrol. She was the person that uh made sure Robocop got everywhere. <laughs> I said, Well, great. I'm glad you had something to do that day. But man, they're they're tearing it up here, Conrad. Earl. Are they? Is this what this is? They're going right at it, man. He's got him in the corner, knife edge chop. Watch out! He's gonna try to pick the big man up here. Nope, not yet. Gonna oh, he's got him all. He's the equalizer, man. Equalizer. He, it's really assaulting tugboat typhoon, Uncle Fred, shockmaster.
2: Uncle Fred. Well, you know, he's part of the Rhodes family. Of course. That's what uh, Meltzer was referencing. Right. By the way, we should mention, we, we do have coming up for you here later today, as we've got an hour and 15 minutes left in this show, another rendition of Tony Reed's rap. Oh, my God. Do we really? Yeah. This time, it's one of our most requested songs. Cocktails. By too short
1: cocktails by too short.
2: Yes. The performer's Uh, name is too short. Yeah. It's not just a nickname for your Peter meat (laughs) and the name of the song is cocktails.
1: Uh, Hey, I, uh, I saw a sign, Matt Schiavone took a picture of a sign at full gear and sent it to me. Did you see the sign
2: that Tony Schiavone is my favorite
1: rapper? Yeah, that that kind of, that kind of took me aback. That uh, that
2: kind of stunned stunned me.
1: But there you go. It, what does that tell you, Conrad?
2: It means uh, you're over, buddy.
1: Yeah, it means that the the getting over. So, we're gonna go at it again. Oh, one more thing. While we were talking about Uncle Fred and we were talking about the family, one thing we found out at Full Gear. Don't fuck with Michelle Runnels,
2: dude. How great was it? Her telling. Cody Rhodes. I'm not Cody Rhodes. Chris Jericho to fuck off. <laughs> that was tremendous. Cody wound up with eight stitches on that deal. Oh, I'm sure you probably tried to close the sutures with your teeth.
1: I would have.
2: Oh, I have no doubt. I would have. No, Cody's my guy. No, and- no. I listen, everybody. If you It's a mutual admiration society. I love Cody. You love Cody. We all do. You just love him just a little more. Well, it's because of the family
1: and the, the, <laughs> it's because, and Hey, and, and we haven't really talked about this because it, it, we haven't recorded one since it happened, but I will go on to say, you can go ahead and make the slurping sound. If you want after this, I will go on to say that Cody's interview at dynamite in Charlotte leading up to full gear was one of the best interviews I've ever been a part of.
2: Well, want I slurp that, it was a great interview.
1: Well, because you just kind of always do that slurp.
2: No, I'm I'm thirsty, Tony. I've got to rehydrate. Okay. Rehydrate there.
1: Conrad, get yourself (sighs) a, get yourself a mellow, yellow zero.
2: All right. So thankfully that one's over. If you're watching along (laughs) with us, I'm at 1742, 43. Uh, and oh, it's Colonel Robert Parker. What do you think this sounded like? I'll let you do them.
1: All right. All right. To my left, the man with the biggest dick in the business. If you want to know how long it is, call 1-900-909-9900. We're going to measure it. We're going to start in the next 15 minutes. And I'd like to say, uh, wait a minute, Jean, no one measures my dick except sensuous Sherry. That's right. Many girls back in continental wrestling and back in Tennessee measured it, but nobody's going to measure tonight. Well, I'm a, uh, i am know that later on with some, wait a second, Gene. let me say this. There'll be no measure. My dick. Most people know it's the longest one in the business. Most people know it's big as a jump rope. Most people know that Shivani and Conrad Thompson sell t-shirts about my dick. Well, they also make fun of my being dead. So I wouldn't worry about it. The fact, wait a minute, you're dead. I didn't know you were dead. Yes. I've been dead for about a year now. Well, do the people around here know you're dead? I didn't know you're dead. My God. Who's else going to die on me? Well, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. You big long dick prick. We're going to go back to the ring.
2: You big long dicks prick. Boy, that's an interesting cut down. Hey, we see a great shot of the ramp here. What'd you think of the ramp coming back to wrestling for AEW this past weekend? I was, I was kind of surprised.
1: Kind of surprised. You know how I feel about it. I like the sloping, the slope that we have like in dynamite, but what the
2: hell? Can I just tell you for a minute that first of yeah. all, this was my first time meeting Mark Merrow this weekend at Starcast. Yeah. And we actually had one of his robes, the When You're Hot, You're Hot robe, which was pretty tremendous for photo ops for fans. But the thing that I, I was sort of taken aback by that I, I don't guess I'd ever really considered before. I mean really considered. This guy was a legitimate badass, a golden gloves boxer. Right. And he managed to pull Sable, like right. she is one of the most gorgeous, maybe the most popular woman in the history of wrestling at that point. Without question, one of the hottest, one of the biggest sellers in the history of Playboy magazine. And he pulled all that together himself. Yeah. And on TV, he played sort of a a prissy little Richard style character. Yeah, but in real life, a golden gloves boxer who could pull, who could fuck your bitch, right? He is Mister Steal your girl, and you can't do shit about it because he will punch you in the goddamn face before you know what's going on, right? And now he's running around from school to school teaching positivity. And I learned over the weekend that he first started doing that when Mike Weber asked him to do it when they worked in WCW together and that sort of got his feet wet. And he decided later, Hey, I'm going to really make a go at this. So now he is a professional motivational speaker. So he will motivate you into not getting your ass whooped and to just handing the keys to your girlfriend.
1: Uh, wow. That's uh, that's quite a turnaround. Did you ask him the question that, that I would have asked him, wanted to know. What's that? that Uh, How was Sable in bed?
2: No, of course not
1: Are you serious? Well, I mean, suckers got
2: to know No, I'm not asking dudes about their wives Well,
1: they're not married
2: anymore Yeah, but still, it was his wife I don't know, that's a weird thing I I can't do that It's Sable, though
1: It's not just any other wife, it's Sable
2: Let's run through this If you keep saying her name, if you say it one more time Brock Lesnar may show up like Beetlejuice and fucking destroy you
1: He ain't gonna do shit to me
2: Oh, really? Oh, really? I'm about to text him your home address. Oh, would you stop it? I tell him you've been talking shit. Would you stop it? And say, while he's over there, grab my nitro set piece that you've promised me. Cause you at least say you can find that I'll give up on the six man title. If I get that nitro piece,
1: I'm going to bring the nitro piece to your house next Sunday.
2: Why don't you bring it this Wednesday to zanies where you and myself and Jim Ross are going to be making people laugh right after AEW finishes up. You'd be able to make a whole day of it. You go enjoy the AEW show in downtown Nashville. And then just a few blocks away at zanies, we could be having a barrel of laughs dude, right, right there. Super show, com. tickets are just 30 something bucks and they're on sale right now.
1: I hope Jim Ross is the surly JR that you and I have seen before
2: backstage. Uh, dude, he was double barreling me all day, Friday, <laughs> Thursday night and Friday.
1: When, uh, when they were playing the tape at my birthday party, he was sitting beside of me. Oh, he was fit to be tied. He was like, who are these people? How about, how about a lower third Chiron? So we know who they are. At least they should say their name.
2: How long is this video? God (laughs) damn it. Where's Dave Silva? (laughs) What the fuck? Can I just get another fucking mule? Can you imagine like the next poor Soul that decides, I love Jim. I want to live with Jim. That can't be a real thing.
1: <laughs> wow. He's too much, man. So it's going to be fun at Zanies. It really, really is. Uh, and I can't wait. And th- that's of course after dynamite coming up this Wednesday in Nashville. we will going to be at Municip- municipal auditorium for you fans, Indianapolis, a W dynamite the following week there. But anyway, uh, so I, I do plan to come see you, you know, the dogs are playing Auburn this weekend and, um, I thought maybe after Auburn, I would just take a trip to Huntsville
2: and come see you. You you assume that I want to see you, you raggedy rat soup eating motherfucker.
1: Okay. Well, let, let, let me tell you this raggedy rat soup eating motherfucker. If you don't want to see me, I'll just stop in and see Dave Silva. Or I'll stop in and see Casio. I got some other friends, friends in Huntsville. I don't mind going to the Hispanic part of Huntsville.
2: You're only allowed to visit friends that you had first. Oh, if we're getting a divorce here, I'm keeping those friends. You got to get new ones. Uh, I mean, right you're, the- you're already contractually obligated to be uh, Cody Rhodes friend. And he was my friend first. Okay. So I got to find other friends. Yeah. Some of those Georgia bulldog motherfuckers.
1: Ah, shit.
2: They're not friends. I feel like, I feel like we should address the, uh, the match here. This one is going to be for the TV title. As you know, six minutes, 33 seconds.
1: Not bad so far. I get one star. Really? I'm kind of surprised. I thought they were doing some pretty good stuff here.
2: Meltzer would say nice wrestling early. Bad threw a KO punch out of nowhere, but Bill Dundee put Steven Regal's foot on the ropes to stop the pin. As Dundee distracted Bad, Regal snuck up from behind with a schoolboy using the tights. Where have we seen that finish before? Oh, like every match at the last pay per view?
1: Got it. But he's right. It was some pretty good wrestling action at the beginning of this. I was. So, oh, not bad.
2: Not bad at all. Let me ask you pretty controversial topic over the weekend. The AEW show, the main event was, was hardcore, man. They, uh, they did a lot of stuff Yeah, and chains and mouse traps and barbed wire and mouse traps. Yeah. It's just glass. I mean, there was lots of crazy stuff that happened. Um, including, you know, tearing the ring apart and pulling the canvas off and the padding and taking bumps on the boards and it was rough. A lot of people loved it and said it was everything that a lights out match like that should be. And a lot of folks hated it. And it feels like there was very little sort of in the middle. Um, I'm curious where you come down on this.
1: I, uh, I liked it and I'm not just giving you a company line. I liked it because it was unsanctioned it was at the end of the night and it was it was a match that I thought had a very good build up to it and a match that I thought should have been that way because the build up that we have seen Moxley comes in and in Las Vegas and he takes Kenny and he takes him out and he throws him off the chips and they come out with weapons and uh it was just built up to be that type of match and uh i i you can't do that every day you can't have a match like that you can't have three matches like that in your show but you can have one so i liked it why did people what were the what were the uh the critics who hate it what what were the reasoning for that
2: too much um i think The criticism is it's, it was too much violence Uh and they would have, a lot of fans maybe would have preferred a traditional match. Right. And I think, you know, some of the folks who are critical of the quote unquote outlaw mud show bullshit. Yeah. They felt like, well, this is what that is. But another set of critics are saying, well, it's not nearly the same thing because a lot of the weapons were gimmicked. And I don't think there's been any sort of official statement like that at all. And there you go. See Regal steal right. the pin, holding the tights. And I, I got to tell you, I know Meltzer didn't like it because it was formulaic. Heels are supposed to cheat to win. I like it. Yeah. I liked it too. And I liked the
1: match. I thought for the length of the match, they both did a good job. And again, Regal working with uh, Johnny B bad here. Who's who's green. And did a, they, they did a good job. Well, listen, I, uh, back to the, uh, Omega match with Moxley. Wow. What a punch back to the Omega match with Moxley. I thought it worked for what we were doing. And you know what? We have to be different than the WWE. We have to be more edgy. And that's kind of what we're trying to be. I mean, there's a lot more foul language on our show. We are TV 14. So,
2: oh, by the way, we should mention this, um, on our podcast. You told the story at your birthday party and I guess we'll, we'll share it here. We had at the old place where we did our podcasts on the way out as we were moving to the big leagues of Westwood one, uh, they said, well, so-and-so advertiser decided that they were going to suspend all future advertising on your show anyway. And you said, why was that? Not that right. it really matters because we're leaving. And they said, well, the content of your show shocked them. Shocked them. Right. And you pressed a little more. And I guess specifically, they had a problem with uh, a lot of the uh, dick joke aspect of our show. Right. Where a bad word here or there is one thing, but maybe we talk about penises a little too much here on the show. Right. And I believe your exact email, if I have it in my inbox here, Cause I know I was CC'd on that was when they were explaining that there was too much penis talk. You said, well, tell them they don't have to pay for any of the ads and to blow me. And I thought it was really cool that when they complained about Dick stuff, you're like, oh, okay. Well, keep your money and blow me. Well, and, and, and I agreed with the second part, but the first part, I need you to write me a check for my part of that. Okay, sorry. I That's don't true. I don't have that Tony Khan money. I got that Alabama you got, money. You get the got that
1: Conrad Thompson money. So don't think that ain't a big chunk of loot.
2: No, no. That, oh, that Conrad oh. Thompson money, you know, barely buys Jimmy's famous seafood.
1: Wow. Man alive, do I love crab cakes. And by the way, back to Jimmy's seafood very uh Jimmy's famous seafood very quickly. You know what Lois said? She said, we need to go back to Baltimore. I said, really? You want to go back to Baltimore? I said, is there some of the sites that you didn't get to see? She said, no, I want to go to Jimmy's famous seafood. I'll fly back there again just to go eat there.
2: You know, listen, it's not just the food and it's not just the staff, which I know you're kind of sweet on, uh, those are both great, but holy shit, man. What a host John is. It's your birthday party. And at the conclusion, you and I sat down with our wives and and Dave Silva and his wife and Matt Schiavone and and Chris and his wife. And we were all having dinner. And after they brought everybody's food out, he brought out a platter that it took two men to deliver filled with every kind of seafood and shrimp. And every, that platter by itself was probably $400. Yeah.
1: That was, that was, I've never, I really, and I've, gosh, you've been around a long time. I've never seen a platter like that in any restaurant in my life.
2: No, I mean, it's, it's the most obnoxious over the top and it was not something we ordered or expected or asked for. And he's just like, Hey, happy birthday, man. Thanks for coming. It's just, dude, we can't put them over enough. And, 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 you know, when we like something, we, we make fun of it a little bit. So since when we were promoting it a couple of weeks ago, you couldn't say it, uh, you couldn't say the word famous. You said lamus. So now we've got a shirt, Tony's lame ass seafood. Uh It looks eerily similar to the Jimmy's famous seafood, but this time the crab is saying it's I it's Tony's lame ass seafood. And by the way, as soon as Lois saw that, Oh, uh, she said, Oh, we got to get that down. That's going to, that's going to affect our relationship with John and Jimmy's. And I'm thinking. God damn! You met him for eight minutes, and you're already worried about the relation. I, I ran it past him. He loves it. He thought it was hysterical. And you, yeah, check checking out rules dot com.
1: Yeah, she was. Uh, she said, "Hey, we got to get rid of that shirt."
2: And I said, "You know what, bitch? You've come to one show of ours." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, the shirt that we've got to send John, and I know Ryan who handles all of our shirts, listens to this. We have got to send John our Peta shirt. John has made it his mission in the last two or two and a half years, trolling Peta on Twitter, and, uh, he's got a new shirt. Now he can sport around the restaurant from WHW over at dot com Instead of a low key big hog shirt, it's got a big Peta P E E T A. And it's got the, uh, the shape of a pig at the top. Got a big Pita. So it's our version of a new low key big hog shirt, which I just think is tremendous. Check it out. lowestrules.com By the way, the Hollywood blondes are tearing it up here. They are. Once upon a time, Dusty told them they were going to you know, have a longer run here as a tag team. And then they decided to split them up. And I think they're both wondering, Hey, what does that mean for us? Depending on who you believe Austin is believe, believing that he's going to be in line for a US title shot and then perhaps a world title shot. And one of the things he pitched, I don't know that we've talked about this a lot here on the show, but Eric Bischoff has confirmed this. He pitched being Hulk Hogan's brother. Yeah, we we, we did kind of mention that. I mean, how how funny is it to think about what could have been? You
1: think that it would have worked? That would have been certainly uh Well I wonder if Eric said okay. You're Hulk Hogan's brother.
2: Oh, I mean, no stone cold comes out of that. Right, right. It's better. It's better that it worked out the way it did, but it is funny to think about the what if. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. What if,
1: what if, and of course we know what he became and how great he was, but what if stunning Steve Austin would have had a run with Ric Flair for the world title? That would have been tremendous during this era. It would have been tremendous. Why did we not see that? Great question. I I can't answer that. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to slight Brian Pillman, but of those two, uh, Austin should have had that world title run. I just don't know. Well, we dropped the ball. Vince picked it up. And the, of course the rest is wrestling legend.
2: Hey, uh, I got to talk to the Crockett's a lot this weekend. You got to talk to the Crockett's. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with them. I'd spent a bunch of time with David before, but I really got to pick their brain from a business side since they were both there Uh-huh. and Jim was very honest and man, his panel was something special. If you're an old school fan, really, you got to go see that it was it's something else and I know so many hardcore old school fans who came to the show really just for that and the opportunity to see Jim Crockett and just thank him for all of his contributions, but holy shit, dude, I learned some cool stuff. Here's something I learned. I didn't realize this after they did the first clash of the champions with flair and sting, they did it head to head with WrestleMania to hurt Vince McMahon, because Vince had done it to them. As you recall, right. Ted Turner called him the next day and said, never do that again. And he said, well, they did it to us. Why? And he said, because these cable systems are my partner for all of my TV stations, I can't hurt my cable system partners. And when you're hurting their pay-per-view buys, you're not just hurting Vince McMahon, you're hurting them, which hurts me. Don't do it again. Wow. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. The other thing that was fascinating to me is perhaps in confidence, perhaps not, but David Crockett doesn't listen. He told me that one of the big things that went sideways with Jim Crockett that led to the demise. Was the decision to let ego perhaps get a little too caught up in the decision to buy the bill Watts territory, because of course, Jr was saying, well, Vince is going to buy it. Vince is going to buy it. Yeah. And David would say, well, what's he buying? What is there to buy? He knew business was down. He knew that Watts was losing money, but there was such a war between the Crockett's and the McMahon's that Jim felt like he needed to buy it. And dusty wanted to be in Texas. So they proceeded to make a deal that they didn't realize at the time included a bunch of bad debt that may or may not have been properly disclosed to the tune of $2 million. Wow. So there's $2 million worth of debt that they had not planned for. And again, the Crockett's take the blame for that because they didn't do their due diligence. But that deal, according to David, as you know, and this is already out there, was put together by Jim Ross. So Jim Ross probably knew about the debt, but did right by his boss, Bill Watts and made a deal that not only benefited bill, but it benefited Jim and ultimately cost the Crockett's their company, $2 million worth of bad debt to different television stations, different production studios that were editing the shows together. And at the time they were buying TV every week. So it's one thing if you think you've got, you know, well. These houses are a little down, but also too, you've got to figure out how to clear up two more million dollars worth of debt than you originally thought that had, that would have obviously factored into your purchase price. Had you known and, and would you have even in that era signed up for $2 million worth of bad debt? The answer to that is no, of course it would have been way different, but this one wasn't different. Steve Austin gets the pin nine minutes, 11 seconds, three and three quarter stars Meltzer calls it an awesome match. It says the only problem is it was too short, and it had the exact same finish as the previous match. So this is a really, really good one. You should go out of your way to check it out.
1: Uh, I, I want to say something about this this Crockett deal, if I can, and, and I also want to throw you out a line that Jimmy Crockett said to yeah. me the night of my birthday party, which I thought was hilarious. As you can hear, Kevin Sullivan is at my house because he won't shut up. I knew that the Texas deal more than anything else. Was the coup de gras because it split the family. The Crockett family had a solid base in Charlotte, North Carolina, a base that was oh my God! Would you take a look from the Battle Bowl Control Center? Oh, oh, that's a pretty good looking control center,
2: dude. That's really cool looking, actually, especially yeah, for nineteen ninety three.
1: You damn right it is, man.
2: And that jacket. Man, look, that's what it's supposed to look like. If you get a jacket tailored, Tony.
1: Oh, you're saying that I don't have a tailored jacket.
2: What do you mean? I didn't say that at all. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, so that's what a tailored jacket looks like. I didn't say shit about you. Why would, why would you say that to me? Cause if, I, who else is here? It's me and you. <laughs> if you have insecurities about your tailoring, that's between you. And your tailor, if you have one, which I doubt you do. Well, I, I don't. Well, how did I guess that? Well, I,
1: I, I don't. Anyway, uh, uh-huh. what was I saying? Oh, about the Crockett's. The Crockett family, they were big in Charlotte, North Carolina, with their father. They had great credit at the bank, they were known in the community. And Jimmy and Dusty leave and David stays behind, and Francis stays behind, and Jackie stays behind, and Jimmy leaves and goes to Dallas. There was a feeling that Dusty had pulled Jimmy away from the family, and there was a feeling that Dusty, I don't know how, if David even talked about this, had kind of broken the family up. I don't know how much that's true, but that, that's what the feeling was at the Crockett Office after Jimmy left, and here Jim Crockett Promotions left Jim Crockett and gone to Dallas, and of course that's where he still he still lives today. Yes, he does. Uh, another thing, and and I I thought this was funny. I was sitting talking to Jimmy and, and David, and we were talking about uh, wrestling's resurgence here in twenty nineteen, right, and how you know how WrestleMania is in the big, big, big stadium venues now, and how here in AEW we're, we're doing very well. And, uh, we, we sold out our first venue in Washington and we sold out, uh, Boston and we've had great crowds. Uh, and Jimmy said, without missing a beat, he said, how much better you'd think it would be if they really wrestled now. <laughs> so I just thought that was an old school feeling about what's going on today. Because we were talking about how wrestling has changed
2: and it yeah. has, he he said that a lot where he would say, uh, you know, back then, yeah, guys would, they'd wrestle a long time before you take that first bump, right. You now the match would be several minutes in before anybody took a bump. And now it's just bump, 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 you know, and, and the rock and roll express, they were the pioneers of that. They were bumping more than everybody, but now even the bumping they were doing Way more now. And it just, it's just funny that he, like a lot of folks, like your friend, JR points out, by the way, did you see the pictures of sting and the red, white, and blue? Yeah, I did. Man. Was that not take you back or what? That, that was fucking cool, man. I think it's one of the coolest photo ops we've ever done. I mean, it was so cool that like all the boys wanted a picture. The great Muda wanted a picture. It's just super fun.
1: If Dave Silva put on a mask, would he not look like this?
2: Yes, they have the exact same walk.
1: Yeah, exact same walk.
2: They look good looking. Hey, your wife listens. No, she doesn't. <laughs> well, you know, we got a question coming out of StarCast 4. Everyone wants to know. Yeah, and that is, bigs Batista's dick.
1: No. No, the, the question would be, when is StarCast 5? Oh, what's Starcast that, Five? Okay. he's the can Dream. I, I'm telling you, I I'm sorry, sorry, but every time I see him now, I feel God he'd be so proud of Cody.
2: Oh for sure. <laughs> hey uh did you, sorry, did, are you thirsty? did you hear, did you hear the uh the Cody Rhodes nickname for Dustin at Starcast?
1: Yeah, it's chicken.
2: No, that's the first part. What's the full name? The nickname.
1: The nickname is Chicken Dick.
2: <laughs> you want to explain to everybody why it's Chicken Dick? Well, that's
1: what Arne Anderson always called him.
2: And why did Arne Anderson call him Chicken Dick?
1: I have no idea. Arne would have come up with names, and to me, had no rhyme or reason in it. What was the? Do you know the reason why Arne called him Chicken Dick? Find out
2: on Tuesdays, right here on Westwood One. Chicken dick.
1: We were in a meeting, an uh, AEW uh, meeting, and Cody was going around. Anybody got anything? And he looked at his brother, and he said, anything chicken? And Dustin said, no. Nope. So the meeting broke up, and I went up to Dustin. I said, he calls you chicken? He said, yeah. Remember, Arn Anderson called me chicken dick. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. He said, yeah, it's stuck. <laughs> I said, that's so fucking cool. So he's known as chicken. And I, I can say 20 plus years later, chicken can still go in the ring. Can he?
2: Oh, for sure. And if you want your chicken dick to go, you got to go to blue chew.com and use that promo code. What is it? Tony.
1: <clears throat> I have to look, let me, let me look to make sure I got it. Jesus. I want to get the wrong one.
2: Jesus. Well, I do.
1: I want to make sure because we have a lot of sponsors. It's WHW.
2: What happened when Tony remembered a promo code?
1: <laughs> By the way, if you're with us, I'm glad we're at 46, 15, 16, 17, 18.
2: By the way, as we're watching this match, I feel like I should tell you that this is going to be, um, the longest match on the card. I got 12 minutes and nine seconds. So it feels like if we're going to do a little Tony Reed's rap, it should be here. Oh God. What?
1: That means I got to call up my, my rap lyrics, right?
2: But that is usually what that means. And I'll find us an instrumental here. Okay. Oh my God. You ready for me to drop the beat?
1: Yeah. Drop the, drop the beat ready let's start now anytime anytime H-E-A-D all you wash up hoes trying to throw that P you're just a big freak you better not complain when you hear these cocktails and you hear your name if you fake a bitch ain't no thing I'll pick up the phone and call Diane if I call Marie I know for a fact I'm getting fucked in my drop top Cadillac I met this freak named Naomi, straight dick sucker, me and my homies. She had a girlfriend, her name was Vicky. I pulled to her the side and let her suck my dicky. She was fine as fuck, but can't fuck with Tina. Tina, Tina, the (laughs) sperm cleaner. I took her to my house and told her, Strip, baby, got freaky, started doing the splits. I said, Bitch, you can do what you want, cause this true blue Mac won't even front. I fucked her with my finger. She tried to come, Pussy so tight, it wouldn't give me none. I'm Sarah Too Short Baby. Couldn't be no punk. I'm trying to get freaky because I love the funk. My dick is big, and her uh, guy had a little one. I I, I didn't fuck her freaky ass, but it was still fun. If you know, you stop wondering just what it is. It's the California lifestyle that I live. My name is short. My game is long. I freak these hoes and sing them songs. I know this girl named Annette. Get her alone and she'll suck your dick. Hella freaky. Won't say no sh- Say no for shit. You and her alone. Fella? That guy's got
2: your bitch. Fella.
1: Fella's got your bitch, okay. I know another freak, her name Joanne. I always get the pussy because I know I can finest bitch around ain't got no man every time she crossed my mind I go fuck her again she's like another bitch named Christina bitch so dumb I named her Mr. (laughs) cause it had to be a crime to be that dumb wow I took her to my house and she let me come in her mouth (laughs) (laughs) you know I did all that shit no wonder we're losing sponsor. She uh, got my number. If she beeps me, I'm going to call that bitch. So dig in them guts like a gardener. <sighs> okay. I'm out of breath here. Because uh, if she starts screaming, I'm going to fuck the bitch harder. Because these are the tales, the freaky tales. These are the tales I tell so well. Sure do, buddy. You don't like my dirty rap, you can go to hell. Cause short dogs on the mic telling cocktails. I feel the groupies, hookers like Kathy, fucking MCs cause she's so nasty. See her backstage trying to throw that ass. She's just like the freaks and she had to pass me that pussy. You can't stop the bitch. So let her roll on my rolls. Then I drop the bitch. My name is short, my game is long. I freak these hoes and sing these songs. I know another girl, by the way, named Stephanie. Do anything she can to have, s- wait a second. That's the way it's written in the thing, Stephanie. Okay, that's where it's written in, it's, I'm not ad living. it. I know another girl named Stephanie. Do anything she can to have sex with me. She really don't bring out the best in me, but I love her fine ass for laying next to me. She's like another freak named Nicole. So damn sprung on my diamonds and gold. I took her to my house. She gave me the panties. I fucked her so good she told her friend named Angie. Angie called me about two weeks later talking some shit about me to the player. So I did her just like tomorrow, taking naked pictures with my Polaroid camera. Next, they told a girl named Raquel, got my skin all under her fingernails. She was digging in my back while I was grinding the shit. That was the way back now I can't find a bitch. But if I do, I'll probably do the same again. Break the bitch for every cause. Break the bitch for everything, because I came to pen. I'm too short, baby. I don't start macking. Grab the microphone, and I don't stop rapping. You can bet your life I split these days. I'll be fucking them up like that bitch. These are the tales of my freaky tales. These are the tales that I tell so well. You don't like my dirty raps? You can go to hell. Well short dog is on the mic tailing cocktails.
2: Dude. You hit it perfect.
1: Man, short dog, buddy. What'd you think? Short dog got some got some ass, didn't he? Or either he was bullshitting about it.
2: (laughs) There's a couple really funny lines in there. Oh my god, were there ever? Which which one was your favorite? Uh, Let me go back
1: to it here and look it up again. It was one of the first, uh, one of the first ones. Oh, Tina, Tina, the sperm cleaner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I my don't know why, but go digging them guts like a gardener. <laughs> it got a hold on me.
1: Tina, Tina, the sperm cleaner. That's too much. Wonder how long it takes him to write this stuff.
2: Oh, you can tell he spent you know months or years on that. Yeah, he sure did
1: By the way, through all this rap We're at 530234 And they're up to a vertical base now
2: A vertical base Listen, to you getting into wrestling mode
1: Yes, there, buddy I'm all JR'd up,
2: buddy What did you think of uh, your boy Taz Doing the pre-show the other day Did the buy-in for AEW Yeah, Taz the man
1: I love Taz Absolutely love Taz So, you know, we're Jimmy's famous seafood, and I introduced Lois to Excalibur. And of course, I introduced him his real name.
2: And he's not wearing a mask, of course.
1: He does. He's not wearing a mask. And she says, Hi. And he says, Hi. And he's very polite, as always. And he walks away. And she looks kind of fused. I said, That's Excalibur, the mask guy that we work with. And she said, Oh, he's cute. He shouldn't wear a mask on TV the mask are on the wrong people.
2: No, it's funny because that was actually one of the lines that Mark Madden had. Mark right. Madden said something like, um, yeah, isn't it ironic that, uh, the two announcers who don't wear masks are the ones who really need them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, she picked up on that too, but she thought the Excalibur was very cute.
2: I have had, uh, a couple of ladies who helped me with Starcast. Oh, go on and on telling me that they think, uh, Excalibur is, uh, One of the better looking men in wrestling. He's a handsome man. But you know what? Most of us will never know. That's right. Because he's
1: from parts unknown. His identity is a mystery.
2: Because we don't know what he looks like. Who is that masked man? That's right. We don't know. It's really weird because the first time I met him, I legitimately had no freaking clue who he was. And I've been watching Pro Wrestling Gorilla for fifteen years. Right.
1: Well, my first production meeting with him, he was at the table with us. I had no idea who this guy was. Right. JR there talking and I, I, as we broke away, I said to JR, I said, is that Excalibur? He said, yeah. I said, fuck. So I went up introduced myself to him. And we had met before when he had his mask on. Right. So I didn't know he was. But he's he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. That's what he is. And, uh, you know, the thing about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, we see him there at ringside. He, even as a second or as a manager, he had the greatest sense of timing and just knew how to get the fans. He just, there was nobody like him, man. Really wasn't. Paul Orndorff could go too, you know, I'm here singing the praise of the, of the Runnels Rhodes family and rightfully so, but Paul could, Paul could go. And I think we've talked about it. Oh shit. I think we've talked about it. You tried to get Paul at, at, at a star cast, but you just couldn't book him. Right.
2: Paul, uh, who? Orndorff. Oh yeah. Well, the, the deal is, uh, well, I'll tell you another time. Okay.
1: I I think his health has been bad. I'm not yeah, sure. that
2: That's basically the gist.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just, he threw me off when he said, Paul, cause I thought, even though we're watching an Orndorff match, I thought everybody called him Orndorff. So I thought, okay. do you mean somebody else like no. Heyman or Ellering or another Paul?
1: No, no, no. Paul Orndorff was tremendous, but his health has has, has declined and, uh, There you go. I can't help to think if I can, uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, But you know, um, a lot of the wrestlers throughout the years, and I don't think they do much of it anymore. Wow, how about that? Another roll-up win. Dustin Rhodes, get it, little heat. Afterwards from Orndor, but old school guys did a lot of dipping snuff. Copenhagen skull happy days. I just, you don't see that that much anymore. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> look at this buddy. Fans are fans are in this shit now, aren't they? Oh yeah. Well, dusty roads in, uh, in the mask assassin. Had quite a run in Florida at one time. But doesn't
2: center, was, baby. Come on.
1: Yeah. When Dusty was the world champion. So this is old school Florida championship wrestling shit we're watching here.
2: What did he hit him with? Oh, a roll of tape. Okay. Yeah.
1: And the assassin gonna take the fucking belt to him, buddy. There is on—I uh, don't know if it's on the the network or on YouTube or something. It's probably on the network. A contract signing between the mask Assassin Dusty Rhodes in Florida. It's pretty cool.
2: By the way, that match we just watched got two and a quarter stars. Oh, really? Next up, Nasty Boys defending the tag titles against Davy Boy and Sting.
1: Nasty, we're the nasty. Boys. We're the boys Are we going to have Missy out with them? We're the boys
2: Why is that such a good song?
1: I don't know, it's one of the better ones Uh, Is Missy coming out with them? I think she is I think this was the Missy Hyatt Nasty Boys era
2: If I'm correct (sighs)
0: So
2: you excited about Nashville this weekend? Yeah I am man It's It's Wednesday still
1: This week, I'm excited about it this week Yeah I sure am. All right. We're back here to promote the hotline. Once again, Mean Gene Oakland with you. Remember, that's 1-900-909-9900. Had a lot of bullshit here on the show this week. We've heard a lot about, well, what does Sable look like when she has no clothes on? We've heard a lot, a lot about what is the size of uh, Robert Parker's uh, penis. We've also heard a lot about StarCast. What do you think? Give us a call, one 900 909 9900. Where will the next StarCast be? A, Los Angeles. B, will it be in London? C, will it be in Taiwan? D, will it be in Huntsville, Alabama? Option D, Huntsville, Alabama. 1900, 909, 9900. That's 1900, 909, 9900. Where will StarCast 5 be? I'm Mean Gene Oakland, and we're going to go back to the ring, not to see the Masty Boys, but the checkout Missy High. Who, by the way, I understand has no underwear on as she goes to the ring. Let's get it back to Tony Schiavone and Jesse, the body Ventura. Stark has in Huntsville. Book no, it, baby. Nah, we're good. Yeah, book it at the courtyard or the
2: Fairfield Inn. I can just do it downstairs. <laughs> you probably could. Why do I like this song so much? I think we need we need that to be our theme song. I I agree. I mean, especially since sponsors are complaining. <laughs> We're the boys. Oh, here she comes. There she goes. I rode a plane with her today. Did you? Yeah.
1: Wow. She's been giving me shit on uh, Twitter about my earrings too. All in good fun.
2: I suppose she should.
1: It's because I love her. She knows I love her.
2: God damn. Shoes were all tied in 1993, god. I can't, I can't
1: tell you a time that Missy Hyde walked out with As an announcer, as a valet, as a manager, anytime she was on camera, she never looked bad. And there were many incarnations of Missy Hyatt. She always looked good. But I think the short hair Missy with the Nasty Boys was the best. Just stunning. Sexy. Voluptuous. Vibrant. Yeah, and all out there. All right. So, what what did this match get? I wanna I wanna find out what this match got before it even happened.
2: Two stars. Sorry, I got distracted. I went down a rabbit hole on Google Image. I shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> typed in something. Got more results than I expected. <laughs> got distracted.
1: Watch out. Where am I here?
2: I don't know what's going on right now, Tony. You're going to have to carry the show for a minute. I, I mean, yep. I, I got a handle right now.
1: I I got you, man. If you go down that Google image rabbit hole, woo, you never come back sometime. Holy shit, a rude awakening on the apron. That should be it right now. That's his finish.
2: That's it for the British Bulldog. That's going to be two on one from here on out, baby.
1: Now, here comes
2: Hawk. By the way, we should mention those new shirts we talked about earlier in honor of Jimmy's famous seafood were there as well as Luchador era, Reese's PCs, get that bitch a dilly bar, the hard foundation, bat which you've got to share some uh, feedback for here shortly. As seen on TV this past weekend, dot com decided to attend the show and he had front row seats and he wore a higher Mance Warner shirt. And then, uh, of course, the famous one, the one we've been talking about the most, look my no hands, the old hand turkey dick shirt all available now at loisrolls dot com the ultimate stocking stuffer for the wrestling fan in your life this Christmas. but Tony, tell everybody about bat winging, and uh, I guess we should have you go ahead and tweet out some pictures and put over a really, really special gift that a listener got you for your birthday
1: yeah I uh I don't have it in front of me, but I did send a video to this listener to thank this listener for making a couple of Tony Shivani action figures and the Tony Schiavone action figures, uh, were pretty special. But one of them, uh, Conrad was me in my underwear. It had a hairy chest. I don't have a chest that hairy, but it had a hairy chest. And, um, uh, it, uh, it had me batwing. In other words, it had Tony Shavani's, uh, how do I say this, scrotum stuck up against my leg. So uh, there. But I do have them in the Bat Cave, both of these, uh, both of these figures, and it was it was pretty special, and I and I really really, I do I really appreciate I. I can't tell you enough how I appreciate it. That they would take the time to to make me an action figure.
2: The Jim Crockett promotion one is fucking uncanny. The detail right. they did. The long microphone. He nailed the jacket with the JCP logo. It's really special.
1: Yeah, it is. And I... Uh, they, they did nail it. Had the old porn mustache and everything, didn't
2: they? It was awesome.
1: It was awesome. And I just... Just amazed,
2: man, this Google image rabbit hole is real.
1: Oh, by the way, uh,
2: I'm knee deep in it. <laughs>
1: hang on a second because I, I got to, uh, the, uh, the gentleman's name who did this for us is Joel and his Twitter handle is W a R S M a N C at W a R S M a N C.
2: So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, we, uh, we had a lot of fun. A lot of people were talking last week about us having fun on Google We would just type in the different States and say, is it legal in California? And then it would give you suggestions. Well, I decided to just see what would happen these days. If I typed in Tony Schiavone, the number one suggestion, you want to guess? AEW. Number two, full gear. Number three, WCW. It's uh it's fun to go back and take a look and see what these different suggestions are. We should mention we're 106 46 if you're watching at home. But yeah, we're having some fun on Google last week. Typing in the different states. Is it legal? Blah blah blah. Well, you can get suggestions. So like if I type in Tony Schiavone, the suggestions are a W full gear, WCW podcast, wife, Starbucks, WWE birthday, Twitter. All right. If you type in Lois Schiavone, oh, it just says you're sick. <laughs> Believe it or not, mine says wife, wedding, mortgage, Huntsville, net worth, Twitter, podcast, Arn Anderson, podcast, A.W. Yeah. That's weird. What do you think Bruce Richard says? Uh,
1: WWE, Smackdown, Bischoff, Vince, uh, what happened when
2: Conrad Thompson, WWE, Twitter, wife, podcast, brother love, Pancho Villa, Shirts, sure, daughter, Jim Cornette. Oh wow. I'm gonna type in Vince Russo, you're gonna guess? Oh boy. I'm kidding, I'm not doing that. Okay. What about Matt Coon?
1: Matt Coon, uh Lazy Ass Podcast Killer, Richmond, dipshit, um sucking money off kids. And their parents.
2: How about if you type in Casio Kid? Um,
1: married above his pay grade.
2: Dude, I swear the first one is wife. Yeah. Then Casio Kids watches, Casio Kids keyboard, Casio Kid Matt Mitchell, Tonight Show, podcast, Huntsville, Twitter, Conrad. Thank
1: God it didn't say Doug Markham.
2: Oh, let's see what that does. No, just. Says, when I I type his name, it says he has to register whenever he moves. I don't know what that means. Hey, I'm Doug. Hey, man. I'm Doug. When I type in supershowlive.com. Yeah. Guess what comes up?
1: Uh, Zanies, Nashville, JR, AW,
2: Tony, Conrad. November 13th. Wow. Late night show. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Kenny and Powers st- trying to lay the law down here and sting and run ups. Yeah, you
1: know, uh, you and I brought this up many times about the nasty boys. I I I agree that they got a bad rap for their matches. I I liked a lot of the stiff stuff they did. They worked pretty hard, didn't they? I mean, they put a pretty good effort into it. They weren't lazy.
2: No, I agree. Underrated, good brawlers, entertaining matches. Yeah, I I'd like them. I like them a lot,
1: always did, and liked them as guys, too. They were kind of dangerous. The boys knew they were kind of dangerous because they would do some, you know, crazy stuff. But I had a lot, a lot of respect for them and, and still do. Pretty good gimmick. The Nasty Boys were a pretty good gimmick.
2: Next time I see you in Nashville this weekend, can I take yeah. you to Pity City? No. Why not? Because I'd rather not be to Pity City. Why not?
1: Well now if uh if like Francine was around or Missy Height was around or Deborah McMichael was around, you could take me to the Y. But not Pity
2: City. The no, why? You want to do some cardio?
1: Yes. Sure do. Yeah. I want to do some cardio till my tongue hangs out. Huh. But not Pity City. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, why would I want to go to Pity City, man? Because I'm a rapper. I'm, there's, there's some people out there that said, said I'm their favorite rapper. I saw that sign. Yeah. I've got, I've got some. New, oh. Oh, which reminds me, Matt Schiavone sends me another picture. There was a guy with a Conrad Thompson coat on there. Yeah. What
2: the? That's a thing.
1: Yeah. It's thing. oh, but you know what, Conrad, you're just a fan. Ah!
2: What does that mean? I don't
1: know. You tell me when you say I'm just a fan.
2: Well, I am. You're
1: full of shit. That's what it means. I'm that's n- one of those.
2: I'm not employed by a major wrestling company like yourself.
1: No, but you're a star maker. Davy Boy's pretty agile for a guy his size, man. Do some pretty ooh, pretty good stuff. And his son, man. By the way, Davy Boy Junior was on my birthday uh, video. His son is, I think, pretty legit too.
2: Have you heard Corey Graves' new podcast? Uh, no, I'm not. Nobody else has either. <laughs> uh, no, he's a good friend of the show. He, good. Listens, he listens to Star Street. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, though. I love Corey as an announcer. Absolutely love him. One of the best. And, but I think it's kind of funny. Everybody's kind of riding that podcast train that Conrad Thompson began. No, I didn't begin it. Well, you may have not began it, but you certainly stoked the fire buddy in the old train. There was nothing in the engine until you pissed on the wheel.
2: Missy still got something in the engine. There The boys are victorious and up next your main event. Oh, there's what 17, 18 minutes left in this. And they're going to give about nine and a half to the actual match. But of course we've got entrances and some guy guy, here we go. That match. We just saw, as we said, two stars, uh, Vader's going to get disqualified here with the ultimate screw job finish.
1: I don't know. And not, not to try to put myself over anymore, but I think I was awfully handsome here. Not only that, were we not fucking a the fuck up?
2: Yeah, my God! looking for revenue wh- wh- hypothetically why do you think you were good looking here and what happened
1: uh i don't know what happened but i think i'm good looking here because my hair is nice my makeup's good you know i don't wear makeup anymore really yeah
2: so you see colonel robert parker talking to uh <laughs> the nature boy here before he goes out <laughs> and
1: by bomb- uh, here- I guarantee you in a dick measuring contest, I would be very close. I may not have the girth that you have, but I bet you I have the length. You want, oh, never talk about Ric Flair's dick like that. There's Doug Dellinger getting involved. Look in the background. Oh, yep. Orchestrating everything. That's exactly right. She'll be the judge of that.
2: Tony, yeah. when was the last time you checked your balls out? Just for like lumps or knots or whatever.
1: Uh, I do every day.
2: Okay, cool. That's good to know. You should at your advanced age.
1: Yeah. Not some, and not only do I, you know, I've got some, uh, thanks to one of our great longtime sponsors who will be, by the way, talking about next week. Uh, I have a lot of different uh, items and things that I put on them to make sure that they're always fresh and, and nice.
2: You ever get an I, ingrown hair on your sack that you freak out about thinking something yeah. else? Yep. Sure do. And what do you do? Do you have Lois get down there with some tweezers and pull the hairs out? No, i take care of it myself. And what's your, what's your technique to pull your ingrown ball hairs out? Tweezers. I see you just. What, 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 you just stab it we, until you get it, and then yank it out. Are, are we running out of shit to talk about? I just want to know how you're taking we, care of your ingrown ball hair.
1: We got we got Vader coming out, one of the baddest motherfuckers ever, and, I, and you want to talk about my ingrown ball hair? Google that ingrown ball hair. All
2: right, let's see what comes up. What do you think it is? Up. What do you think it's going to be? A guess?
1: Probably going to be dumbass podcasts. I don't know what it's going to be.
2: Hmm. Ingrown is- ball hair under skin. That was a suggestion. Uh-huh. Ingrown hair feels like a ball. Does an ingrown hair feel like a ball? Ingrown hair on ball bag. Ingrown hair, hard white ball. Golf ball sized ingrown hair. Oh my God. Hard ball undergrown under ingrown hair. This is amazing. Uh, Thank you for making the suggestion.
1: (laughs) Let's get ready to rumble. All right. Uh, chat me up on this Conrad. What did this match get?
2: I've been had told you three and a quarter stars.
1: Okay. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You know there was a there was a silly uh, smiling woo uh, party going party loving Ric Flair that we all know and we all saw in the promos and we saw a lot of times leading to the match. But I always liked the real serious Ric Flair look, the big match Ric Flair look that he had when he was in the ring. It, it 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 always kind of showed me that, yeah, I like to party. I like to have a good time. But, man, when the bell rings, I'm serious about what I do. And that's the fan of me coming out. I always notice things like that. Like, when I was a fan, I noticed that. And, and sometimes I wondered about this, too. Wahoo McDaniel would have an issue. But when the match, when he came to the ring for the match, he... Very, very rarely was emotional. He was all business. In other words, he knew that what this match meant, and he put all that stuff behind him. Damn, this match didn't start off hot, didn't it? Looks like it almost started off before, the, uh, before he came back from black. Boy, Vader could do, this was one of the best things about Vader, those body shots and shots to the head
2: dude, he's rolling. This era Vader is the best Vader. Yes, it is.
1: Would you have liked to seen Vader in his prime against Brock Lesnar in his prime? Absolutely. That'd have been a hard hitting match. Yeah. Leon was, uh, was a bully.
2: Well, I mean, that's what sold the match. You know, this is, uh, I guess the appetizer. We all know what's coming next month. One of the best matches of all time at starcade. And it's sort of fun to think about the fact that wasn't the original idea. All right, Tony. I'm fine. Lois trying to call me. Well, tell that bitch to clean up the fucking dog hair. I agree. By the way, at dinner, you should tell uh, everyone how much shit I gave Lois after your birthday.
1: Oh man, dog hair, this and dog hair, that, and you know, Lois, a lot of times can take a joke, but, uh,
2: she started to get sensitive. Yes, she did. And what's interesting about that to me is she didn't know that we had legitimately given away a bag of dog hair to our listeners.
1: Yeah. And she was really pissed off about that. Why? Why? I know you said there's plenty to go around. Why would you get? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're going to miss it. Uh, there's enough dog hair to make another dog. I think is a, another one of your lines. Yeah, but she does. Uh, yeah, she did. She got, she's kind of sensitive at times. And you know what I say to that? You know, if you're sensitive about your goddamn dog hair, clean it up. That's what I say. So. uh, but I don't want to be seen as a demanding husband. Just let her do what she wants. A demanding husband. Yeah. I'm at the end of my life anyway. What do I care? Oh, uh, well, there you go. Ric Flair upside down.
2: With that in mind, being the end of your life, can you go ahead and start wheeling me some of your wrestling stuff?
1: Anything wrestling related that I have is yours. You can record this and send it to Mike Dawkins and he can put it in some sort of vault and it will stand the test of time that I willed it all to you.
2: That would include the money that you earned from wrestling too, right?
1: No, no, no. I was talking about gimmicks.
2: Okay. So like Matt Shavani, can I have him?
1: Yeah. Well, yes, please. Okay.
2: By the way, I feel like Chris is the more Tony Schiavone and Matt is the more Lois.
1: Okay. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing.
2: I just think, uh, Chris is a little more chill. Yeah. Matt, Matt's a little more serious, nervous.
1: Yeah. He, he does. Uh, he takes his job seriously, doesn't he? He really does. I told Chris and Chris, of course, if you came to Starcast, you saw Chris helping out. I told Chris, I said, now I, if you're going to help out your brother, You really need to help him out and not pick on him like, I like you do. And he says, well, I pick on you and I help you out during football games. I say, yeah, but I take it a lot better than Matt does. I mean, kids, Chris can really get under Matt's skin and he tries to. (laughs)
2: So did, uh, the kids say that we went to Sabatino's? Yes. Did they tell you about a story that, uh, oh, so you know about this already.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the Ric Flair Marinara. No, oh, no, 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 no.
2: Even better. Oh, okay. I did tell them a, a couple stories about Kevin Sullivan and Ric Flair at Sabatino's, but we went there Thursday for lunch and <laughs> I had just left the box office. So I've got, you know, all the Starcast bundles. I had to go pay for all those seats. It was it easily the largest ticket order that they had. So it took a while to get together and they're in all these envelopes and there's a ton of them. So. I walk into the room and they didn't have a bag or anything. So I just sit like this giant stack, tens of thousands of dollars worth of tickets on the table. And the waitress comes by and she says, oh, is the wrestling in town? And I said, yes, ma'am, we are. And so she said, y'all the wrestlers. And I look down the table and I see at the very end across from me, not my side, but the opposite side. And all the way at the far end is our Costco gimmick attorney. Michael Dawkins, he is the yeah. Costco of trademarks. And I said, see the guy down there? And she said, yeah. And I said, he's in the main event for the world title tomorrow night or two nights from now. And she's like, really? And I said, yeah. Do you watch wrestling? She's like, oh no. I'm like, did you used to? She's like, oh, well it used to be good. I'm like, well, you're in luck because he's a wrestler and he's the world champion. Yeah. she's like, what's his name? And I said, that's Chris Jericho. She said, that ain't Chris Jericho. And I said, yes, it is. And she said, Chris Jericho has long hair. I said, ma'am, we're in public. She's like, what's that matter? I said, Jericho wears a wig. He wrestles in a wig. And he does, she's like, well, why didn't he wear the wig here? I said, so no one will know it's Chris Jericho. He can be a regular person here and not be bothered. But if you're walking around looking like Chris Jericho and dressing like Chris Jericho and you got that long hair, people are oh shit, that's Chris Jericho. But if you switch it up, you're a little low key. Just got on a sweater. You don't have the hair. They think mm, that guy looks familiar, and they keep it moving. But he can enjoy private family and friend time and have a nice quiet meal this way. And she's like, oh well, that makes sense. So then later she comes back by to fill the water or whatever, and she says, boy, the, the night bartender and the weekend cook they just love wrestling they talk about it all the time you think i could get some tickets to that show and i said well i could probably help you with that i'll figure something out and then she says would it be all right if maybe i got my picture made with mr jericho so i could send to them and i said absolutely let me let me run it past him i'll make sure it's okay he didn't normally do that but you've been great i'm sure he'll make an exception so when he leaves, when she leaves the room to get more bread or whatever the fuck, big ref bump by Randy Anderson. Wow. By the way, we're about one twenty-five forty-six. Right. I said, uh, Hey, Dawkins, our waitress is convinced that you're Chris Jericho and she is convinced that because I sold it. So when she comes back in here, she's going to want a picture and autograph, just go with it. You're Chris Jericho. And he's like, all righty. And that half of the table looks at me like, this is all fucking make-believe. So I turned to your two sons and I said, what did I say that wasn't true? And they were like, nope, unbelievably, everything he just said is exactly as it happened. So the lady comes back in and I said, hey, uh, Jericho, um, she'd like to get a picture and an autograph with you if you don't mind. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. So when he stands up to take the picture, literally everyone at the table, There's probably 12 of us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pick up our phones and look down. <laughs> I don't know if it's because we don't want to laugh, we're shamed, uh, yeah, we're embarrassed. It's a little secondhand humiliation, yeah. but we're we all look down and just try to grin and bear it. Mm.
1: Chris said everybody looked at their phones; they wouldn't laugh. Did you get that poor lady tickets? Of course, I did. That's good because you sure fucked her out of a picture with, with Chris Jericho. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. I didn't. Yes, you did. Dude, you, you should have seen her happy. She was. Well,
1: yeah. Just waiting in the air
2: she, to air. Wait till she shows her grandkids or something.
1: Well, what? Uh, look at me ball. That ain't Chris Jericho. That guy, that guy was ribbing you. Oh, here's the fuck finish. Oh, I've seen this finish before.
2: So it looks like Rick Flair is your world champion. Right. Let's let's listen in what they're saying here.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the official decision. Wait a minute. Vader has been
2: disqualified. The winner of the match. Nature Boy Rick Flair. However, a title cannot change hands. And a disqualification. Vader still retains the world heavyweight championship. You know what it's from? It's from
0: when Vader struck the referee. The referee got up,
2: and I believe So there you go. Flair wins, Vader loses, but it's a DQ, so the belt doesn't change hands. And how about Vader helping uh are getting a little help from Stone Cold Steve Austin there before Dustin and the shockmaster come make the save.
1: It's one of those things where the referee is climbing on his hands and knees towards, uh, flair. And it looks like he's going one, two, three, but he's actually, I've seen this finish before, but he's actually climbing and you're counting with him when he reaches out one, but he's crawling. So there you go. That's what that's all about. That's a terrible fuck finish. Don't you think? Yeah. But anyway, that poor girl. But, but you can't go back to Sabatino's now because by the time you get back and you see her again, she's going to know. All right, here's Ric Flair screaming
2: his ass off. Go. let's listen.
0: Saturday, who's got, got the ball, You, who's got, got the ball, Austin. And my partner will be in the building Saturday. He's six foot nine at 20 pound Sid Vicious Saturday! You got the guts! You got the guts! On it! Right. Well, a goal! One. This Saturday!
2: <laughs> so, as you hear, they're setting up this Saturday a tag match with Flair and Sid. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Wasn't there just a stabbing thing? Yes, there was. Meltzer would write You won't believe the amount of comments flair doing that promo putting over Sid as his partner calls far more within the business than from readers not in the business with a divided opinion some said it showed just what a good businessman flair was by remembering it was all the work others thought it was the ultimate example of something entirely the opposite how shocked were you when they positioned it this way that flair was going to be teaming with sid just a few weeks after sid stabbed his best friend arn anderson
1: Oh, I was, I was completely taken aback for this. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I just didn't know. You didn't know what? I didn't know if it was really going to happen or not. I mean, to the point to where now, right? Yeah. I mean, we all, is, is the Sid stabbing a work is everything that I've been hearing about what happened overseas a work. So I didn't know.
2: Well, we hope that, um, what happened as a result of this? I mean, what, well, you know, Sid's going to ultimately they're going to make a decision and Sid's out of here.
1: Right, right, right.
2: But at this point, clearly they're still trying to get all the information and pull all the data together.
1: I mean, did, did did we make that knowing that Sid was not going to make it? Or did we think that Sid was going to make it?
2: I I don't know. I thought that Sid was going to make it And and we are going to make it next week to clash of the champions. Number 13. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, this does not ring a bell to you.
1: Clash of the champions. 13.
2: Yeah, Do you remember off the top of your head? I do not. Well, check it out. It went down in Jacksonville, Florida, and the main event is Ric Flair and Butch Reed. Underneath, it's the Steiner brothers taking on Magnum Force, Sid Vicious, and the Night Stalker, the Renegade Warriors in there with the Nasty Boys, Lex Luger and the Motor City Madman, Sergeant Kruger and Colonel DeClerk taking on the Beast and Kahlua. Michael Wall Street and the Star Blazer, Tom Zink and Brian Lee, Big Cat. And Brad Armstrong, Brian Pillman, and Buddy Landale, and the Fabulous Freebirds taking on the Wild-eyed Southern Boys. Eleven matches. Yikes! We're on our way to set up Starkade '90 Collision Course. Five thousand fans are going to be there. It draws a four point two on TBS. Not the worst stats, but holy shit, what a stinky, stinky card! Wow, Thanksgiving Thunder is what it's
1: called. 1990, November twentieth, 1990, from the great city. Of Jacksonville, Florida. Great city. You know that, Conrad? Great city.
2: What's funny is the stakes for the main event, I don't think you could ever do now. If Flair is going to beat Butch Reed, then he'll earn a rematch against Doom for the NWA World Tag Titles at Starcade. That'd be him and Arn Anderson earning the rematch. Uh-huh. And Teddy Long has to be Flair's chauffeur for a day. Yikes. And if Butch Reed wins, Teddy Long would have gotten the yacht and limousine, and there would be no rematch at Starcade. This is real life. What a shitty time to be a wrestling fan in WCW. <laughs> it's uh, coming your way next week. So mark your calendars. Clash 13 from 1990. And Tony, when I look at my phone, I realize it's about that time.
1: It's one-on-one. It's the nature boy, Rick Blair, going up against big Van Vader for the main event. Wait a minute. There's a run-in. Who is it? It's Tina, Tina, the sperm cleanup. She does a run-in. We are desperately out of time. H-E-A-D. I'm Tony Chivani for Conrad Thompson. We'll see you next week on What Happened When? We are on Westwood One. And on Mondays, we're for all of our great friends. Yes, you so are friends on Patrone. <laughs>